Thank you so much for joining in to today's podcast from Caleb Perkins Ministry. We pray that today's podcast will be uplifting and encouraging in your walk with the Lord. Now here's today's podcast. What's going on, everybody? Me and Sir Trenton of Gill are in the studio today. Well, howdy doody. You know, we overcome lots of technical difficulties with podcasts. I didn't know there were so many different types of issues that you could have until we did it, and then we found out. <laughs> Good night. And you know what? With a lot of issues, and we don't even have a box of tissues. Right. You know? I don't I know how I'm I see, cry about says it. the blind man as he fell off a cliff. <laughs> That's... <laughs> Be like, thank you, Lord. Well, today's episode, uh, we have had a lot of people that have asked us questions about uh, cessationist and cessationism and continuationist and continuationism. And so we want to uh, do this episode on those topics in kind of a cessationist versus continuationist uh, perspective, what that means and what it looks like the average believer that has, you know, I, I don't know, maybe gone or not gone or to seminary or they haven't uh, just done the in-depth study on it to figure out what these terms mean, you know, they might not have an idea on it. So I've had a lot of people that have asked me my thoughts, what I believe, and uh, the definitions of what they are because they're very confused because a lot of people who do know the definitions, they like to sling those terms around to try and intimidate people around them. I think it's theological intimidation, Trent. <laughs> yep. I think they're, they're flexing like, their gonna, little spiritual arm. I'm going to be a theological bully. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to hit you with all these books that are not the Bible. <laughs> well, then. It's so true, though. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, so, uh, so for our first term, we're going to talk about uh, cessationism. So cessationism, blah, 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 if I can say it, right? Cessationism means, and it's spelled C-E-S-S-A-T-I-O-N-I-S-M, cessationism. So not sensationism, because I've heard people get those confused, but cessationism, meaning uh, ceasing, right? The definition is of ceasing. So it, the, the people that are cessationists believe that the gifts of the Holy Spirit have ceased. So what that means, uh, well, one, you, let's just read. We'll read 1 Corinthians 12, 1 through 11. <laughs> How about that? You want to get into the scripture or you want to talk about definition? Man, let's go for it. Either or. Okay, I got you. 1 Corinthians 12, 1, it says, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. You know, I think that's a really good way to open that chapter. That's you know that's pretty straightforward. So don't be ignorant. <laughs> With First Corinthians twelve one, uh, this is the Apostle Paul talking, right? So in verse two he says, "You know that you were Gentiles carried away to these dumb idols. However, you however you were led. Therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed, and no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit." There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. Therefore, there are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. But the manifestations of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. So one thing I want to note here before I continue reading in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 is the reason for spiritual gifts. 
The reason for spiritual gifts is because it's for the profit of all. It's for the profit and the benefit of the body of Christ. Yeah. All right, here in verse 8. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to, the, to another gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, and another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, and to another the interpretation of tongues. Verse 11. But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. Who's he? That would be the Holy Spirit. As the Holy Spirit wills, those uh, gifts are distributed throughout the body of Christ. Now, as cessationists would put put it, they would say that these gifts are no longer in activation for today. They are not saying that they have never happened. They're saying that after what they call the apostolic age, which is the period after the 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 first century church, the founding fathers had passed away, then the gifts have ceased. That is what they that is what the majority of that group believes. Though there is diversity between that and we'll get into that here in a minute. But um, so we see here, this is often called the gifts of the Holy Spirit. You have words of wisdom, you have words of knowledge, you have uh, the gift of faith, the gift of healing, gift of miracles, gift of prophecy, uh, the discernment of spirits, tongues, and interpretation of tongues. And um, so the reason that people believe that these gifts have ceased is because in 1 Corinthians 13, so the next chapter over, in verse 8, it says, uh, Love never fails, but whether there are prophecies, they will fail. Whether there are tongues, they will cease. Whether there are, is knowledge, it will vanish away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect has come, then that which is in part will be done away with. When I was a child, I spoke as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child. But when I, be, when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall, I shall know just as I am also known. And it, very interestingly, you know, then chapter 14, verse 1 says, Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. So, not trying to break, uh, you know, too many verses and try to get it mixed up. But what the the main claim of cessationism is is that in verse ten, when it says, "But that which is perfect has come, that which was in in part will be done away with," they believe that the perfect is the Bible, and that it, when we received the Bible, the canon of Scripture whole, that is the perfect, and then we no longer need the gifts for today because we have the Bible. And the gifts were used in their definition to validate the gospel message of Christ, which I agree that the gifts are used to validate the gospel message of Christ, right? It's also a sign, right? It says, and these signs will follow those who believe, <laughs> you yeah. know, that they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover, They, you know. And I, I just kind of sit there and I think, you know, if you're wondering while you're listening to this, am I a cessationist? No, I'm not. I am a continuationist, which, very simple definition, means I believe the gifts have continued through the generations, and Jesus, through Scripture, never tells us that these things cease. But Caleb, you just read <laughs> that they will cease, right? When there's tongues, they will cease. When will they cease? Well, 
if we if we use the portion of the perfect being the Bible, then when the Bible is created, then they ceased. But could the perfect be something else or someone else? I don't know your thoughts on that, Sir Trenton. I'm gonna say the perfect is not the Bible. What? <laughs> what? 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 I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm 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 almost certain that he even continues in First Corinthians 15 talking about the glorification and our new bodies and when we yep. come into our perfectness there. Yes. And, you know, in here in verse 12, it says, For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. No one has ever seen the Bible face to face. That's always referring to a man, right? It's always <laughs> referring to him. And Jesus is the one that is known as the perfect. He is the perfect one. And so... You know, even using the the principles of biblical hermeneutics, right, is is like the to create perfect interpretations of Scripture. There are laws that you use, so you don't read into the text of something that's not there and try to force your own bias into it or your own presupposition. But you look at for what it says, and you read it in context as which it is placed in there. Here, from thirteen fourteen, from twelve to fifteen. The Apostle Paul is encouraging the church to continue in the spiritual gifts. And he even tells them and charges them and says, Do not be ignorant. Don't be ignorant in this and be tossed to and fro by dumb idols and everything else that you were confused with. But there is the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit has these gifts, and these are the types of gifts that are given. Yeah. Right. But uh, in cessationism, there are, there are different groups, right? There is the one group who, who are total cessationists. And they believe that God can no longer operate through a man with the gifts, but God himself can do the gifts. So they believe, like, if someone gets healed, then it was the sovereign move of God that healed the person, not God moving through an individual. Which is ironic to me, because the reason they believe that is they say, well, I don't want to say that God can't do anything, right? They, uh, I don't, God can't, but you just said God can't move through a person to do something. Yeah. Or maybe they meant won't, but... Yeah, he, uh. he refuses to. <laughs> because there's no place in Scripture that says that right there. But then there's the, the other side that are half and half. So they believe that certain gifts have ceased, but others have not. Which is, to me, I'm like, either they're all there or they're all gone. Yeah, and, I didn't know some of them had yeah. an expiration date. Right. Yeah, it's they like this one right here, that one's gone. It's a it's a bad one, right? Sorry, that one was milk. Yeah. That, that expired. <laughs> Which is interesting because those ones would say that if all the gifts, they have the gift of discernment, and they just call all the other gifts, like if people operate in them, heretics. They're like, well, I have the gift of discernment. So I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> that one's but, still around. But this guy over here, he's healing by the power of the devil. I was like, because the devil wants to heal you. That's, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Probably not. Uh, I'm like, have you read the Bible? Let's, come on. And I know they have, you know, and I'm not trying to be condescending or contradicting. And if you're listening to this and you're a cessationist, you know, know that I'm not picking on you, nor am I trying to divide the body of Christ but the Apostle Paul told, tells us to not be ignorant of these things. And we know that when Jesus was healing people, that the Pharisees said he was healing by the power of the devil. And so when we see correlations like this, and we see this today, right? Because then people say, 
the argument for cessationists also will say, well, we don't see miracles like we did in the Bible times like we do today. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, are you talking about in quantity and volume, like in authenticity? Like, I think they the, that they forget that when the when the things were recorded in the Bible, there was great spans of time between these things. Yes, right. <laughs> like the Apostle Paul goes to this place and sees people healed, but he was there for three years. Exactly. So uh, if he didn't see some people healed there, I would be like, "What happened?" You know what I mean? And so, in the same way, I'm sitting there going, "Well, we do see these things, but it's not all." crammed together like they see it and so they look at it in one span of time between five verses when i'm like hold up that was a lot of years right there that was a lot of years yeah it's real easy to bypass that when you're reading scripture yeah you're like oh man all this is happening just bam 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 (laughs) you know or you're reading like joseph's account and you're like oh man that's not that bad be like dude think Uh, about the span of time between the well (laughs) him being the second in command of egypt man there's a lot of years in there long time long time man even king david had to wait 15 years before he actually became king yeah crazy yeah so in the content continuationist argument or the I guess, yeah, the continuationist argument on our side on why we argue these things is because, one, I believe that it, the Holy Spirit, the Holy, that one, the Holy Spirit is still continuing to work through the, the people and the believers in the body of Christ. I, I don't see that that has, the gifts have ceased. If the gifts have ceased and the Holy Spirit no longer works through people, then that, that shuts us off to forgiveness of sins, of repentance, and of salvation. Like, if the Holy Spirit's still not transforming people or doing anything today, then we don't have any of it. Yeah, so that's where I'm coming from is John chapters 14, 15, 16. It's all, like, the promise of the Holy Spirit, what's going to happen when the Holy Spirit comes. Every new believer should be empowered by the Holy Spirit, sealed by the Holy Spirit, Ephesians 1, 13, Ephesians 4, 30. But uh, you'll see in Acts, what is it, Acts 19... Verses 1 to 6, uh, Paul was passing through. He found some disciples, and he said, Hey, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you were baptized, when mm-hmm. you believed? Yeah. They said, No, we just got baptized by John the Baptist, but we haven't received the Holy Spirit. We don't even know what that is. And so he had them do it again with uh, you know, the baptism of the Holy Spirit in mind, right. in their faith with Christ. Mm-hmm. And then it says, The Holy Spirit came on them, and they began speaking with tongues and prophesying. So in their case... That's how they became empowered by the Holy Spirit at that yes. time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if the Holy Spirit is supposed to indwell every believer, why would the Holy Spirit not come upon a person or empower a person? So does he just like secretly sit on your shoulder and not do anything? Yeah, I don't, I don't understand that. No, yeah, from that, from that side, and there, in the cessationist side, they would say, well, you just have to have faith and trust the traditions that have been passed down to us. And I'm like, what if you're, so if your tradition is that you don't expect um, miracles, and they would say, well, see, you're expecting stuff. Well, as a son or daughter of God's, I think you should have a relationship where you expect something experiential, right? If it's a relationship, you should experience something, right? If you're getting yeah. married and you neither one of you experience each other, guess what? You're not married. <laughs> like, that's, that's just how that works. 
I don't think that's a yeah. good argument anyway to, no. to uh, rely upon traditions. I'm pretty right. sure when Jesus came, he was... He was uh, very vehemently against traditions. <laughs> he said, why do y'all scream and say prayers out loud so people can see you? And why are you throwing your money around so people can see you? You've got your reward, you know? Yeah. And he called them sons of Satan. <laughs> I'm like, oh, 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 that's rough. So that's a, a question that somebody had asked me. Um, mm-hmm. They said, but okay, so how do how do we know? How do I know that I've received the Holy Spirit? Right. Uh, how do I know that I've been empowered by the Holy Spirit? So, well, it's different for every person, really. Yeah. Uh, it says that not everybody's going to have the same gifts. Right. Uh, and it doesn't mean that you only get one gift. Yeah. And so I, the way that I explain the gifts is I'm like, it is for the profit of all, and it is distributed through the Holy Spirit. So in the same way, if you look at the, the model of Jesus— in one moment, he's able to preach, and he's able, able to cast out demons, and then in another moment, he's healing, in another moment, he's, he's prophesying. So, you know, it's not just one thing. It's what the yeah. Holy Spirit needs you to do at that time, back Absolutely. to the Swiss Army knife, yep. right? So, you know, um, definitely, yes, you know, and I'm not saying, since I'm a continuationist, that everybody who is speaking in tongues and doing these different things, that that's actually authentic tongues, there is a discernment of spirits. There are people that are just going around being crazy. And so it, yeah. I'm like, that's why you need the discernment of spirits to be like, oh, okay, because there's different kinds of tongues. There's different uh, applications for it, and there is a is a uh, moving of the spirit that is that is seen that's distributed to the people for benefit. So, you know, you have to take all of these things into consideration, and that's why it's important for believers that operate in the gifts, that are continuationists, that sit there and say, okay, I need to have a discernment of spirits. What is the Lord calling me to do in this moment? Is he calling you to have a gift of faith in this moment? Is he calling you to lay hands on the sick in this moment? You know, And I find it interesting when they say, well, there's no historical evidence after the first century church when I'm like, the Vatican legit has a storage facility full of documented healings and exorcisms. Like... <laughs> That's that's what they did. They got a whole room for it. And they're documented healings and exorcisms. You know, we don't call it exorcisms in the Christian faith. We just say we cast demons out, right? Same thing. But you do that through the Holy Spirit, right? And so, you know, my thought is, well, if, you, if you're a cessationist and you don't believe that the Holy Spirit can flow through an individual anymore, one, why would you pray for the sick? Well, you wouldn't. Two, why would you pray for anybody? Well, well, you wouldn't. For what? Why? To what end? Right? What would be the point? Yeah. And, I, and I think that's a dangerous place to be in because then it gives you, well, I don't have to. I don't have to do anything. And, you know, someone listening to this might be like, well, he's workspace. See? No, no, no. I am. It, it is through grace, by faith, and then as you are a new creation, there is good works for you to walk into. God has something for you to do. Yes. Yeah. Because there's a reason we're still alive, Trenton. Like, if there was no reason, he would have just taken us to heaven, and we would not be here. Yeah. Well, and also, it should be evident. The fruit, Yeah. the tree is known by its fruit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in also Galatians 5, it talks about if you're walking by the Spirit, it should separate you apart from those who are not. Uh, you'll know if you're walking by the flesh or by the Spirit because you'll see certain things that's evident. Yeah. So, 
Well, and it's interesting when people will say, too, uh, if you are listening to this, you're a continuationist, then you come across uh, individuals who are cessationists, and they will say, well, the Bible says those gifts have ceased. Then you, <laughs> and you're going to be like, where? Yeah, and they're going to be like, 1 <laughs> Corinthians 13. That's not what, okay, when did they cease? Well, the perfect, when the Bible came. How do you get that? How do you derive the word perfect there to be Scripture or the Bible? When Paul, when he is writing this, has no intention that even this letter would be the Bible. He has no intention that that's even going to happen. This is a letter that's written to the Corinthians, right, for the benefit of the church in Corinth. So for them to say, well, he knew that it was going to be Scripture, and that was going to— now you're reading into the text. You're way reading into the text. Because the author did not intend for that to to happen when he was writing it down. Now it is divine scripture, yes. And you know, me and Trenton are not saying that the Bible's in error. We're not, but in this context, it is not the perfect. Jesus is. He is the perfect. He will always be the perfect. <laughs> Until we see him face to face, then we need the gifts. Yeah. And also, that reminds me, you know, when um when he was talking to them about the Holy Spirit, he said, It will benefit you that I go that he, the paraclete, the Holy Spirit, will empower you, and he will be the teacher of all truth for you. And I'm like, hold up. So if that's the benefit for them, and they would say, well, that's for the disciples, it's not for us. I'm like, well, I need Jesus then. Bring him back here, right? Yeah, well, if the Holy Spirit's <laughs> like, not operating, I don't yeah. know how we're being convicted of sins. How? I don't know how we're being reminded of Scripture that yeah, he said Yeah, none he of that do. makes sense. No. Like, it's, it's a contradiction, <laughs> isn't it? I mean, if you have these arguments, and you're like, okay... Well, that, how, well, how does that happen? That in my entire testimony would just be flat out false. Well, they would say your testimony is invalid because that's your personal experience, <laughs> which goes back to me. And I'm saying you better have a personal experience or you lack validation. That's that's yeah. what I'm saying. In some way, God has done something in your life. This is why the point of salvation is so powerful and why your testimony of why you became a Christian is the is so significant. Even if you were raised up into the church, there has been one, there has been moments in your life that you're like, this is a God moment. This is a divine encounter. This is yeah. this is an experience with Him, with my Creator. You know what I mean? And I think those points, that's uh, Revelations 12, 11, right? We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. And when we, we get that that vision, we're like, oh, man, it's it's Him and it's what He's done in our life. Then that's 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 where you see the continuation going on. Yeah. He's continuing to do awesome and great and mighty things. I mean, I just want to for the audience listening, if you are struggling with the uh, cessationism or continuation or whatever, I was an atheist. I wouldn't even be saved if the Holy Spirit had not moved mightily. And then once I got saved and the visions I was shown that was in the future that happened and everything, mm-hmm. like I wouldn't be a Christian. Yeah. <laughs> So it's, to me, it's a done deal. It's sealed. I already experienced it. I know. Mm -hmm. And I'm not special. So if he'll do it for me, I know he's still doing it for others. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think when you have, um, you know, an eye to see and an ear to hear, like, you know, even when, like, me, you, and Josh come together and we're sitting and talking, we give out, uh, we're telling each other the stories and the things that we've experienced with God. And all of these things are testimonies of the Holy Spirit still doing miracle signs and wonders in our life. Yes. And it might not be like a, 
oh, and God opened up the clouds and a little fat baby angel hit me with an arrow. You know what I mean? <laughs> but it was like God showed up when I needed him the most in this situation. The Holy Spirit gave me strategies and gave me a plan. And it's not a coincidence. It's not a happenstance. Uh, the stars didn't align and everything come into play. You know, I wasn't good to the universe, so the universe was good to me. You know what I mean? It was it was God intervening in in my life in my, um, for for my behalf because of the blood of Christ. And being that new creation is such a empowering uh, um, life change. It really is. I mean, having the yeah. Holy Spirit on your side with de- dwelling inside of you, leading, guiding, and directing you, I mean, dude, that's what the, the first century church was all about. They didn't have the Bible. They had to go and be led by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Now we have people that settle for Scripture that they don't even understand, and a spirit, they deny it. And I'm like, whoa, you got it backwards. You should be far more advanced now, because now you, what you're experiencing in the Spirit can be validated through the Word. Right? And they both go hand in hand. I mean, even the Scripture itself, if you want to call the Bible the perfect, it tells you that you're really going to need the Holy Spirit and, yeah. and t- to be able to interpret and uh, remember the Bible and be able to use it. <laughs> <laughs> right. So You only have part A. You need part B for the epoxy, right? You need, you need both those. <laughs> so, mm. absolutely. So, we pray that this, uh, this episode has encouraged you, it has uplifted you. And has explained uh, a little bit about the differences between cessationism and continuationism. Uh, definitely don't want to it to be a point of argument. Um, I think that it's it's beneficial to have these discussions so that you are prepared if you encounter individuals that are say from the Re- Reformed theology church or or whatever that you can sit there and you can talk with them and they're like, well, are you a this or a that? And you're like, oh no, I'm I believe this. And knowing why you believe what you believe. And that's going to be the, the most powerful way of moving forward. I agree. And if you are the uh, cessationist, then we still love you. But uh, I will show you that uh, the Holy Spirit's still going. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Y'all have a phenomenal day. Thank you so much for joining in today's episode. If you would like to learn more about Caleb Perkins Ministries, please go to www.calebperkinsministries.com.